Well, good evening, everybody, and welcome to version number three of the Jimmy Palumbo Show, show number 77. That's right. I'm your host, Jimmy Palumbo. I have people telling me the first two ways sounded like shit, so we had to dive and try to do another one. Now I got people calling me uh, left and right, and I am live on the air, and I can't do that. Um, so I guess we're going to have to see where the chat is. I told my sister to join the chat. My sister. Well, for what it's team. worth, I hear you pretty clean now. And before I couldn't okay. either. So All right. that's it. So that's maybe, a good thing. Maybe we did something good, but you know what? This is show number 77, Chris, and I've got Chris Gucci behind the glass. I'm coming from downtown Mawa, New Jersey in my lovely kitchen, which is so big. I can barely fit a kitchen table in it. And of course, Chris Gucci is coming Behind the glass from downtown Delmar. Let's discuss how many downtowns we've had. We've had downtown yeah. Mawa, uh, uh, Wyckoff, Matawan, Belmar, LA. Los Angeles. So we've had five downtowns and we've had two behind the glass. I feel like there's some that we're glossing over and we missed a few. Without a doubt, we have missed a few. I'm trying to think where else I was downtown, but we're here live. It's a little bit of a slow start. I'm waiting for people to enter the chat, but I guess they either they can't or they they think the show sucks. Um, hopefully someone here will will help me out, but I find it weird that no one's chiming in now, but that's okay. That's life. We're going to do the show anyway, Chris, because that's who we are, me and you chatting. All right, show number 77. The first guy that comes to your name, I think, is Eric Dorsey, a giant defensive end right away. But no, some people think Luke Pettigrew, another shitty giant uh, who played for a while, though. And they got Clint Frazier, who I loved in the beginning. I loved his quick bat. And now I realize that he hit his head. He banged his head. He's got diseases all over the place. He's a mess. They got rid of him, and now he's barking against the Yankees, so he sucks. Um, and I was going to go with a guy named Troy Archer. Now, when I was little, 12, 13, 14, this guy was a defensive end for the Giants. He was good, man. Got to look him up. I know you're a football guy. So he had like 13, 16 and a half sacks in like 38 games. He was a badass, hurt his foot. And then he only played the back eight games. He got sacks then. They said he was a little bit of a wild dude. And uh, unfortunately, he got in a bad car accident in Bergen County, New Jersey during uh, preseason of the 79 season. And uh, he died. And so Troy Archer was a big loss. You got to figure Sims was there and, LT came a couple years later. The Giants got good, and he wasn't a part of it. But he was a great player for the older guys who remember Troy Archer, God rest his soul. But listen, it's show number 77. I'm a Reggie Jackson fan, so let's do some math here. Reggie is my guy. Every uniform I've ever worn, um, especially softball, has always been number 44. And in 77, I was 12 years old. And Reggie hit bombs all over the place. But I did a little research, little research, Chris, on the – and feel free to say, hi, Jimmy, how are you? How you doing, Chris, all right? I'm good. All right, now my sister's calling me. I told her to text me, but we'll try it. Hello, Mary. I told you to text me, but you're calling me, so what's up? I was putting, I was putting my comment in the comment section. You called me instead, though. And I'm on the air live. Well, the chats aren't working then. So therefore you called me, but I got to hang up. Um, 
I told her to text and she calls, which is going to be on delay. So that's going to be a mess. We are just struggling here. We look like how the Packers are going to look without Devontae Adams. Get the um, so anyway, listen, Reggie 77. Uh, I don't know what I'm clicking on chat here. Why doesn't it go in chat overlay? What does that mean? No, that's not going to work. Um, nothing's coming up in the chat. I don't know how it sounds. Anybody, please text me if you can hear me on this show. This is like been this. Um, you are fine. Chris is very low. Can't really hear him. So crank up your volume, Chris. My volume is all uh, the way up now. All right. Here we go. Let's see. All right. So I'm 12 years old. And what a nightmare this show is. But I love it. I love it because, you know, the amount of revenue that's coming in on this show is so phenomenal. I'm just basking in the cash. Uh, that Chop Sports uh, gives me through all my advertisers and hard work. So, um, 77, Reggie, come on now. He he had five home runs, three home runs in game six, totally dominated the Dodgers, um, which I'm pissing off my buddy Shecky, who's listening, uh, and he's going to say, Jimmy, what are you talking about? He actually thinks Gallo's a good addition for the Dodgers. That's another story. But listen, game three, though, of the World Series in 77. Chris, I got to talk about it. Do you know who they had a moment of silence for? Game 77. Yeah, you were not even born. Was it um, Thurman Munson? No, no, that was 79. 77 for your friend and mine, Mr. Bing Crosby. Oh, yes. Who died yes. That I should have known. I should have known. That was, I knew I heard his name pop in and out <laughs> before when I was when it was breaking up on listen, episode 1A of Jimmy okay, Palumbo's show. You know what, Chris? Someday, 10 years from now, when we used to, we'll talk about how we used to uh, do um, how we used to do podcasts back in the day. You'll say, Jimmy, one thing I learned about your experience that I learned a lot about Bing Crosby, and that's important to me. You should learn more about Bing Crosby and the Allman Brothers and, of course, Rutgers. But listen, game three of the 77 World Series they had a moment of silence for Bing Crosby. Plus, Linda Ronstadt sang the national anthem with this like hot satin jacket. People went nuts over it. She actually used it later on for her album, co album cover. And I heard, I listened to it. It's a pretty good version of the national anthem. And you don't remember, but Linda Ronstadt back then was Steph Curry, you know, six seconds ago, kick it to Linda Ronstadt. Good. She was hot. She was, uh, she had sexy songs. She was awesome. Uh, even as a kid, I remember that, but game four, Reggie hit his first home run game five. Reggie hit his second home run. Don Sutton won the game. Yankees lost, though. But in game six, he hit home runs in the fourth inning, fifth inning, and eighth inning. Now, the fourth inning and fifth inning one were like line shot tee shots. If you can ever watch, uh, go on YouTube and watch the home runs. <laughs> like, they're just ropes. He was all over it on the first pitch. So he hit the first pitch of um, game, uh, game four. Then the next pitch he got, game five, uh, he hit the home run. And then in game six, each one was the first pitch. There was a walk in between, but he didn't swing. So basically five swings, five home runs. That's never been done. Ruth did hit Ruth did hit three home runs in a game. Um that uh in 26 and 28. I always laugh. One of those I always love that. Whenever you watch a Yankee broadcast and you see something, somebody does something great, you always hear. Of course, the last time that was done was by Lou Gehrig or Babe Ruth. And even though it's a different game, it's still funny that these guys' stats don't hold. Listen, I was 12 years old. I watched the game at Adam Stanislawczyk's house. A lot of people don't know that. Um, and Reggie just, boom, after that, I was a Reggie guy. Devastated in 1982 when the Yankees let him go. I still don't understand why they did. I became an Angels fan, halfway Angels fan for that year. 
And that was it. So listen, that's it. And who do you got, Christopher? Um, I don't have any any teams. I don't have any ode to Linda Ronstadt or Bing Crosby, but I do got My Giant. My Giant is a movie that probably came out mm, around 2000, and it was featuring an NBA basketball player, hands down the ugliest man that ever donned a uniform in the NBA. That's George Murasan, Jorge Murasan with a GH. GH. George? George, George Mirasan. You don't know the guy probably, but if you saw his face, you'd be like, oh, I know that fucking guy. Sorry oh. for my language. Well, there you go. You're cursing on my show. That's fine. I curse sometimes. It's been a, it's been a, tomorrow. Right, so it, 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 I get it. Listen, he wore number 77, George Mirasan with a GH in the name. I don't even know who the hell you're talking about, but I like that. That's actually cool because I talk about guys you never know. You didn't even yeah, know who Bing Crosby like, was. Basically, the so, guys you talked about today, the only ones that I knew were Bing Crosby and um, uh, uh, Linda Ronstadt. You remember Eric Dorsey? He did commercials where his dad had no legs. Uh, oh, someone yes, just drove, no, I do. Yes, yes, yes. Someone just I drove off the road. Um, that's it. So George Murison and Reggie Jackson of the 77 World Series. But let's get right to it. But please, everyone. Go to my Patreon, go to my Instagram, my TikTok, all those crazy things. Click link, click, go to Apple Podcast and make sure you click on Jimmy Palumbo Show and like and follow. I, you know, I'm trying to increase my downloads. Of course, the show's going really well, but we need all the help. Go to Patreon. We have three tiers, $3, $5, $10. One is just because you love me because I'm adorable. $5, I'll send you some stuff. And $10, one, you'll get some stuff as well. I'm supposed to do this in a much more uh, uh, analytical way, but that's it. Um, it's growing. I'm growing it. Um, hopefully I can someday, maybe I'll catch chop sports in their, their massive Patreon and uh, we'll go from there. But you know, I get it and get the show free, but if you want to show support, do the Patreon. If you don't, that's fine. Listen to the show. We'll bust balls. Uh, either way. It's good. So now my weight, Chris, um, listen, I'm a, uh, my name is Jimmy Palumbo. I'm a regular guy, really, even though I'm an actor and a comedian and all that stuff and podcaster. Um, I wanted to be at 192 by September 3rd for the Rutgers Boston College game. And I'm failing. I'm failing terribly. Too many vacations, too many margaritas, too many Bloody Marys, too many beers, too much food out. I haven't had a meal at home in, in three weeks. I'm struggling, but I got back into town. The last 48 hours have been good. I've been pounding it. I don't have any trips planned. <laughs> I'm feeling good about myself, drinking a lot of water, play pickleball. I'll get into that later. And so I'm going to make a mad dash for Saturday. I don't know if I'm going to make your show on Friday to announce my weight, but I'll certainly click in on YouTube, check out the Chop Sports Daily Show on YouTube, and I will let you know what my weight is. And we'll discuss it on Tuesday after Labor Day. That's when we're going to do the show. So um, I'm under 200. But I'm a little bit of ways away from 192. And I just don't think there's time. But of course, you all well know that I have a great sponsor that um, I was able to bring to, <laughs> I was able to bring to Chop Sports Absolute Eyewear, 42 Main Street, Woodbridge, New Jersey. Craig and Johnine Michaud, brother and sister, they own it. This is wonderful. They're good people. Craig, now what position did Craig play on my softball team, Chris? Right center. That was good. That was good. And of course, his sister played in the women's league and his sister was better than him, which was embarrassing. We, but we and we let him know that a lot. Um, so therefore, they are. Uh, listen, go to Absolute Eyewear, 42 Main Street, Woodbridge, New Jersey, 732-326-3937. They got everything over there. They got 
They're full service opticians. They got prescription eyewear, prescription sunglasses. They got uh, prescription for the kids. They got they got contacts you can get. Eye exams done right up there. They do everything right there. They have Ray Ban, Coach Ralph Lauren, Jimmy Choo, Silhouette, Michael Cause, Vogue, Maui Jim, and Costa Del Mar. They got glasses for every budget, including mine, which means zero. $100 off a complete pair. If you mention the Jimmy Palumbo show, it has to be a complete pair. That's the lens and the frame and the whole bit. They've been in business for like 18 years. Open five days a week. Now, Chris, what day are they closed? They're closed on Wednesdays. And why are they closed Wednesdays, Chris? Softball, obviously. Okay. And why are they closed on Sundays? Well, that will be football Sundays. There you go. Football giants are on the air. They're big giant fans. But the best thing about them, really, and I've been saying this since they're they're the one of the oldest sponsors of Chop Sports and the Jimmy Palumbo Show. When you leave there, Chris, you don't feel like a jerk off. And I think that's the greatest ad for a business ever. Because how many times when you leave, when you buy something at PC Richards or you buy a car and you walk out of there and you feel like a jerk off? Just like many people after listening to my podcast or listening to the Chops Daily Show, they feel like a jerk off. You don't feel like a jerk off when you walk out of Absolute Eyewear. Their customer service is great. Uh, this might be the longest ad I've ever done. And um, that's it. And they sponsor my weight gain and loss. And even though I'm a fat bastard, they're still Loss, he says. All right, Chris, calm down. I just hovering. I admit it. I come oh, clean. I'm the hovering. only guy at at or around 200 pounds okay. that's been hovering. All right, all right. Okay, for, all right, asshole. For all right, three listen. Months. After after this week, I want to change it. I think instead of going by a deadline, I'm going to go with this. If you read, if you read the medical records of of people and doctors, they say you should only really lose a pound and a half a week. So starting next Tuesday. I'm going to weigh in officially again. I'll probably be hovering. Hopefully I'll be at a certain weight. I don't know. You never know. Then we're going to go a pound and a half minus. That's what we're going to go by. And that way it'd be simple. That way we can know if I'm doing lousy and hopefully I'll I'll head to where I got to be because I got to get healthy. I have a 13 year old daughter. I can't be a fat bastard the rest of my life. Um, But let's get to a couple of things. We have an interesting show here. I know the, I apologize for the technical difficulties. It's been a shit show. And uh, but we'll go from there. So, Yankees. Now, I was bashing the Yankees last week. Fair enough. They went bad. They beat the Mets twice. You know, the, the Mets, who are if you if you live in New York, you think that the Mets are the most the best team in the history of baseball. Yankees beat them twice, fair and square. Good close games, good baseball games, actually. And the Yankees ended up winning another three in a row after that. They won five in a row. But what happened to the Yankees the last two games is just a microcosm. I'm sorry, man. They just don't hit, bro. I mean, Saturday night and Sunday games were just some of the most atrocious things I've ever seen. They just never hit. I mean, the Yankees have to lead the league in the fourth inning having no hits. That's why I think the Yankees should absolutely uh, fire the, um, the hitting coach. I don't care who he is. And why they fire him? Well, because in the fourth inning of every game, we don't have any hits. So what are they doing first time through? What's their scouting saying? Yeah, there was, there, was a, there was a stat early on in the season. I, I think it was when the Yankees were on their run where they went like 40 and 10. 
there was a stat where where they were saying like all these amazing stats about the Yankees and it was all come from behind wins. There were there yep. were six and two in games that they were no hit through six innings. And I was like, well, the fact that they were no hit through six innings eight times, I don't care what the fuck the I, record is. Eight th- times. Listen, that's gonna th- eventually th- that that leads to what we see now. Uh, thank God that Tampa Bay Yankees are still second favorite in major league baseball to win the world series, which to me, it's like, what are people watching? I wish can we do like a, um, a bet that the Yankees don't win it. Um, I just don't see it. And you know why? Let me explain. First of all, Rizzo, who I've been bashing is still batting two twenty three. He had like one of the best weeks ever. He was five for 19. Who he also fell on his face yesterday, uh, which cost him end up getting into a double play. He also made a brutal play, and I think it was Saturday's game, on, on a throw that he should have totally had. I'm down on Rizzo. have been all year. Everybody loves Rizzo. He, oh, Rizzo's fine. He stinks. He's batting 223. But I tell you, my boy Stanton, he came back. He's batting 226. You can't have a baseball team with five guys. Here they are. Ready? Rizzo, 223. Stanton, 226. Donaldson, 222. Hicks, 216, and Higgy, 195. They were in the lineup yesterday, and they didn't get any hits because none of the guys in the lineup ever hit, ever. Um, it's They also don't have a closer. Chapman's getting tattoos, getting infected. Like, does any does Vinny from Queens really want to read that Chapman's tattoo is costing him 15 days? Are you kidding me? They don't know what to do with him. He never pitches anyway. It's awful. We have no closer. And even though what's his name, Holmes is coming back, I think tonight or tomorrow. And, and, but we don't have a closer. It's brutal. It's uh, the, the Yankees are unwinnable to playoffs. Sorry, can't do it. All right, enough with the Yankees. Um, Giants preseason. Chris, I don't care what you say. I know you love football. Uh, this preseason thing, it's a scam. Uh, I don't give a, f- I don't care about preseason. I haven't no. watched the one snap. But, but but I understand so. nobody plays. Just have scrimmage. Oh no! Ideally, make... ideally that it's that awful. like the only thing that I look for in preseason, there might be a couple of guys that I get that I like. You know, late guys that are like free agents that I liked in college that I hope make the team. But outside of that, the one thing I care about is did anybody not did anybody get hurt? If nobody got hurt, we win. Well, Tyra, uh, what's his name on the Giants? He got banged up, but nobody plays. Why? And you know what's funny? Okay, this is okay. This this is going to be the get off my lawn show. Nobody plays in the game, but the Giants stink. If I was the head coach, I'd be. I, this is what I would say. Uh, hi, I'm the head coach of the New York Giants. Um, we have the worst record in football in the last five years. So I believe that every Giant has to play every down to get better. There's no way to get better but live. So we're going to play all our starters, all three. All three games because the starters aren't they're the guys trying to make the team anyway because everybody stinks. And uh, uh, Daniel Jones didn't play. Give him two series. Come on. Um, and like, oh, we're going to sit Daniel Jones. Oh, my God. Th- that irritates every fan. It- it's a ripoff. It's it's worse than the seat lice. The ripoff for the fans for those three games is such a ripoff. None of the players play. It's stupid. Uh, and that brings me to cornholelevel.com. My buddy, Mike Caprio, who is re-upping the Jimmy Palumbo show uh, as a, he's going into phase two of his sponsorship. Listen, here's the bottom line. If you go to a backyard party and you're playing cornhole 
and you see a guy who just throws up the boards. They're not level. They're not balanced. My buddy, Mike Caprio at cornholelevel.com has developed a gadget that goes right in the hole. It levels the board to and fro. And Chris, you can't embarrass yourself by going, imagine if you had a party and I stopped by for a beer and your cornhole thing was like too low on an angle tilted. I'm like, Chris, I'm going to give this to you. It's a cornhole leveler. It totally works. It's going to level your board so you don't look like a complete, because you don't want to, when you leave your party, you don't want to feel like a jerk off, like absolute eyewear. And cornholelevel.com, they're $19.95, 20% off of an order. If you put in JP Show or Chop Sports, uh, and you get 20% off the entire order. These are stocking stuffers. These are funny gifts to give people. It's ball breaking. You hook it on, but it works. I've used it here. It totally works. Go check it out. It's a great thing. Um, and plus, he's my second, second baseman. He filled in for Mitch Fishman. So cornholelevel.com. Now, I was in Montauk. I have a funny story about Montauk. You got to follow this along, Chris. Tell me if you think this is funny. I think it's funny. I go there. We were staying at Gurney's, which is a beautiful place. Um, and Montauk now used to be like the blue collar place to go. And now it's the New Hampton. So it's the most expensive place on the planet to go to. So we go to this place. Who do I see the second night I'm there? Eli Manning. All right. So I was like, Eli, what's up, brother? And he says, hey, how are you doing? He's walking by with his wife. I said, hey. I said, my buddy Venditti works for the Giants, Steve Venditti. He goes, oh, yeah, tell Steve I said hello. And I said, hey, man, I did two spots with your brother. I did a nationwide, and I did a uh, Papa John spot. And now I, he stopped. And he goes, oh, which ones did you do? And I told him. He's like, oh, that's cool. I said, yeah, I busted your brother's balls. He'll remember me. I was in the movie Beer League, and he shook my hand. It was cool. And I let him go because he was with his wife and some other couples. I didn't want to be that guy. So I leave. Next day, I see a guy, young kid, 30 years old, maybe 35, with a beard, kind of a beard, Italian-looking guy. I'm, I'm, I'm ordering a drink at the bar outside, right, by the ocean there. He looks at me. He goes, hey, man, I got to ask you something. Are you Johnny Trino from Beer League? And I was like, yes, I am. He's like, I knew it. I knew it. Holy shit. We got he's yelling out real loud, real ginda, real guinea. He's like, Johnny Trino from Beer League's in the house. You know, I'm getting a kick out of it. I'm high-fiving him. I bought him a drink. We started laughing. He was asking about Artie, blah, blah, blah. So, and he walks away. He's all excited. I hear him yelling at his friends. The guy from Beer League's here. The next day, I'm at the bar, okay, talking to an old man about the Yankees. And he didn't know who I was. I wasn't saying anything. Talk about the Yankees, how much they stink. And this guy comes walking by with his buddy. And he sees me again. He's like, dude, Jimmy Palumbo, Johnny Trinos here. He's showing his buddy. He looks at his buddy. And this is what he says. He goes, looks at his buddy. He goes, dude, I told you, Jimmy Palumbo and Eli Manning are staying at Gurney's. <laughs> so he loved me <laughs> with Eli Manning. So I looked at him. I said, first of all, you have to go up to Eli Manning now and say, hey, Eli, you and Jimmy Palumbo are staying here, which I think is the funny. I felt actually, I, I really, I tried to like send a, tw uh, a message to Eli saying, I'm so sorry that people are saying that you and I were staying at Gurney's. <laughs> Meanwhile, his wife is hot and he's Eli Manning and I have a shitty podcast. But uh, I was hysterical. The guy was like hugging me. He bought me Gee, a drink. That's, your, that's, that's probably your best credit right there. That's is it, that you got, you're staying at Gurney's the same weekend yeah. as Eli. Eli Manning, right. So now I told Eli, listen, let me know what week you guys are going next year so I can set it up, you know. But I had a good time there with my daughter. Um, 
we played miniature golf with a bunch of people. And uh, I listen, I won the tournament. I did. I won through 18, but I got to you know, listen, Chris, I know you're a miniature golf guy. I shot, you know, the maximum you can shoot is a six, right? And we, we adhere to that. I went by the rules hundred percent. My daughter and her friends, not so much, but I will tell you, at very late, like uh, you know, hole 13 and 14, I shot two consecutive fives. And a miniature golf, that pretty much can put you out of the tournament. But I rallied on the last three holes. You don't include the 18th hole. With that, You got to get it in the clown's mouth there to get a free game. But I had a rally. I rallied with a couple of twos, pars, to hang in the last three on tough, tough holes and won the tournament. I was very excited about that. Um and you know how it is. You Listen, I watched the Jeter uh, documentary and uh, Jeter's father said, I never let him win anything. So I decided I'm not going to let my daughter win in miniature golf. There's no way it was intense competition. I beat her by two strokes and I had to rally. I ended up, she was up by a stroke with four holes to go. Cause my consecutive fives and, um, but she shot some threes and I just, so, down. so here I am thinking that you won this like big, tournament where you had to enter into this whole there was this field full of golfers and you won the the miniature golf tournament out of all no. 50 entrants okay. and now i come to okay. find out a minute later that the tournament was just you and your 12 year old daughter okay. and her friend so okay okay i don't this know how i why, feel about it okay but i gotta i gotta tell you something this is why you, you you don't know what you're talking about when you play miniature golf with your family that is intense as the U.S. Open you're, playing the black course you're at Beth Page. If you shit the bed in a miniature golf tournament while you're down the shore, that is intense. You can't blow a lead. You know, there's rules violations when it pops over the little wood there, goes into the that's a, a strokes. You got it. It's a definite stroke. Absolutely. Um, and I gave I, I did give my daughter and her friend a couple of benefits of the doubt, but I went by the rules and I rallied. With some excellent putting. I was L Tiger the last three or four holes. Um, and I won the tournament. And uh, listen, I was very embarrassed by the fives that I had. I This one hole was, I was like this. My daughter got a three, I got a five. I was like, this is a difficult hole here. I was struggling. We also went, my other funny thing that happened, we went on this pontoon boat thing. And while we're signing the paperwork, the guy's like this young kid, you know, hot, like, 25 year old kid cut all cut up you know he looked like he was you know he was tan and um uh i'm trying to get some comments now let your daughter win that's so funny no that's not what we do i'm, I'm like jeter um so, uh the uh, uh we get this boat thing and the guy he, he was like the reluctant salesman he was like um you sure you want to do this? There's no wind, but it seemed like it was anyone outside. He stuck his hand out. He's like, well, maybe the wind's picking up. And I'm like, yeah, we want to go on. The kids want to go on the boat. But then he's like, look, it's a sailboat. He goes, you're going to sail out just fine. But coming back, there's no wind to come back to. And so I'm like, ah, oh, we'll be all right. I'll angle the sail. You know, he told me to angle it. Go, you go side to side and you can come back. So next thing you know, we go out there and we're doing really well on the way out. Of course, we went too far. And on the way back, there was a paddle on this pontoon. I had to paddle, Chris, you would have, I had to paddle the entire way back. There was four people on the boat. Um, it, and it was like, I was like, I was starting to struggle. The, the, my eyes were getting burned by the. Uh, Look, the, when you're out on the water too, it, things get real fast. 
Yeah, it's like be, this is doesn't brutal. have to be much. And the guy was saying stuff to me like, "Oh, by the way, don't go near the edges because of the drought. If you if you go aground, you're gonna have to get out and push it." And like, I was like, "Wait, don't you come and get me?" He's like, "No, no, that's all we do." I'm like, so I'm out there with nothing but a paddle to quote a Miller Lite commercial for a hundred years ago. And I had to paddle all the way in. I got in there. I was like, he's like, how was it? I'm like, dude, first of all, uh, I just lost calories, but even though I just ate like a pig the night before, so that wasn't going to help my weight. I knew that. Um, but I struggled like a dog, but you know what? The kids had fun. That's what you do it for. And, uh, stuff like that. The traffic to get out to Montauk is the most impossible thing. If I was rich, like if I was rich, I would just buy a helicopter and, and live in Montauk. I walked by De Niro's house; he wasn't there. My boy Macho, Ralph has a house there; he wasn't there. He's flying to L.A. He said he's still going to do my podcast. We had a good time. Um, the um, but I got back, and there's something going on in America that I have to discuss with you, Chris. And I know you're young, so you don't get it yet. But you're also getting older, and you'll be slow eventually. Pickleball. Played pickleball yesterday morning. I got up early. I, I didn't feel good about myself, you know, coming off the show, being down the shore, Montauk. Felt the weight gain coming. So I hit it at 8, 8.30 in the morning. I'm out on the pickle courts. There must have been 70 people out there. Listen to me very clearly. Pickleball is getting creepy, bro. Pickleball is officially creepy. It's everything. It's like the McEnroe Connors brat stage of this late seventies and early eighties, except everyone's in their fifties and sixties. People are rude. They take it way too seriously. Nobody busts balls. Everybody just cares about winning the match. Um, and I was, I played horribly. I was horrible. I was slow. I was terrible, but I see these guys are so into it. They got a mean face. They're, they're talking about rules that, uh, that, that nobody knows about. And I, the whole thing, listen, Pickleball is getting creepy and I can't wait till the younger kids start playing because what, what I want to have happen is all the young kids out there, listen to me, start playing pickleball so you can get rid of all these old people that think they're good. Like what it is, it needs to be a complete like Logan's run. If you're over 55 now, you suck at pickleball. Jimmy, you should bring me, we sh you should bring me one day, right? And well, then I'm we'll better play. Than you. I'll I'm be here. I'll, I'll, no, Jimmy, that's not once. That's not true. First of all, you don't realize you don't realize how good I was in tennis, bro. And I've been playing for two years now. You have no chance. Um, you have no chance. I know I can beat you easily. Okay. If we play if we play touch football, it would be like it would be a decent matchup. No doubt about it. I'd play you deep. You but you can't beat me deep, Jimmy. You wouldn't even fall. fucking catch a pass, and you wouldn't stop me uh, from catching dude, a touchdown on any me, bro, single dude. play. I'm 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 a conniver. I'm out there. I wiggle. I find the holes. I'm very, I, I'm very confident dude, there. Very confident. I watch there. film. I watch film. Pickleball. You want to talk pickleball? Fine. I'll smoke you. Touch I'll football. Beat you. Come on. I'll beat you. Touch football. You you stink. You're you think you're in shape. You're fat too. I see the gut. I break down film, bro. I'll be looking at your left foot, right foot, where to make a cut. You know what I mean? You you, you might catch a couple balls off of me, but you got to you ain't beat me you deep. You have you have a complete other thing coming if that's yeah. what you really. So think. anyway. Please, you have no idea. I'm telling well, you. Well, just set it up. No one needs to talk. We have plenty of opportunities. Yes. I'll play you in pickleball, and then I'll, 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 I'll beat, beat you in your sport. I, I What have I told you? If we do a sports Olympics, you're not winning because you think I'm a fat bastard and not an athlete. That's not true. I mean, the final round will be like, we'll have to play checkers or backgammon for the final. 
Like you ever do that when you with your family have all these events and the last events always like who can something that like a quarter who can yeah. a quarter high against that's way uh, something be. that levels the playing field a little absolutely bit. but still you think you're an athlete you're not anymore at least I admit it um, but people you admit it as you say that you'll beat me in touch football. That's it. Yeah, well, you, there you go. I, I probably could throw that's, a football farther. Half-hearted admission at best. Half-hearted admission. I can throw a softball best. farther than you. I bet I'm better. I'll bet on that you. too. Oh please, you don't catch I'll bet any money on that. I'll bet every ball. I'll, every I'll ball last year bounced off. No, I'm better than you. And then, sport. and then every um, foot that I'm further than you. Um, I'll give you two one. sports: wrestling and tackle football. Everything else, I'm just as good. Okay, here's another thing. Pickleball is a new sport, people. This has got to go on Instagram. Pickleball is a brand new sport, okay? Listen to me. Nobody really knows the rules. Nobody really knows the, oh, third shot, drop. Third shot, that's the strategy. Nobody really knows the strategies. Tennis players are starting to play it now, and it airs on ESPN. And when they win the tournament, you know what their check is? They get like $1,600. That'll change over time. Everybody in the world's playing pickleball because it's easy to play. You can be a fat bastard and still be good. And nobody really knows the proper strategies because it's a brand new thing. Nobody knows what they're talking about. I refuse to sit at these courts and listen to these pompous-ass people. Uh, makes me absolutely insane. I'm right about this. So listen. If you Google right now, creep, all they do is show people playing pickleball. It should be called creepy ball. I still love it. It's a good way to get in shape. But um, And the fact that I played shitty on Sunday adds to it. But I'll be back. That's my pickleball spiel. Everybody who plays cripple, you got to peel the onion with pickleball people. There's something weird about them. All right, including me. That's my spiel. What a little comic twist. Chris doesn't care because he never played. He stinks. Well, All right. I'm still, I'm still bewildered at your listen, statement. But Listen, I don't even know what's going on here. With our, I don't even know if our show is broadcasting a lot. If it is, that's fine. I had to turn my air conditioner off in my apartment. It's 900 degrees. I'm, I'm overheating. Um, <laughs> but I've been watching the House of Dragon. Have you been watching? No, 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 no. I have not. I'm way behind on... on All right. Any type of good show. I won't. I, won't I have give like you eleven any. shows that I need to watch. I love it. I love it because I love the whole Game of Thrones thing. But you know what? I I think the graphics look cheaper. I think. Uh, I oh, think, that's a know, H, I think HBO was like, yeah, we'll do another one. But like, you know what? Instead of spending four million dollars an episode, we're going to do it for eight hundred and fifty thousand. You know, I don't think the the the, the, the women aren't as good looking. <laughs> like, I think they so, went like. Uh, what I and, what I noticed happened. It happened with The Walking Dead. It happens. It happens with all these shows that have this cult following. Not better they, call Saul. That was just as good as Breaking Bad. Yeah, um, you know, there's other there's other there's certain directors and certain writers that just don't break. And the guy that did The Wire, he did Treme. Not as good of a show, but could have been. He could have really pushed the whole Wire angle a little more. They didn't. They they right. made it its own I thing. I get it. Sometimes when you when you're the prequel or sequel. It, it, it causes trouble. But I actually, I do love the show. Don't get me wrong. I'm hooked on it. Um, but another thing is, and I'm going to get killed for this by all my active friends because I hate talking about acting. I think the acting in Game of Thrones was awesome. You know what the acting seems like me on this show? Everybody knows they're acting in Game of Thrones. Does that make sense to you? 
You know what I'm trying to say? As you, you know, we're live on the air and you're diving off camera there. Um, yeah, I do. It, it's almost like when they're acting, it's like, what you got to do, Lord? My grace, I realize I'm acting in an episode of Game of Thrones prequel. So I will do the voice. I know exactly what you're saying. And it's and like, what? all right, it's you're up. Team. Now you're lying. Now you're up. Now you're up. <laughs> it's like, you know, I don't know. I, um, and uh, maybe there hasn't been a good killing yet, which I'm sure one of the stars will get killed next it's, week. But so what you know what? Though? Is, I love the show. I can't. I'm addicted to that whole crap. I love it. And uh, it's Sunday night television. Is there anybody? Uh, is there any? Is there any layovers from the original? No, it takes place. I think uh, 130 years before, which you know, no, everybody be dead. Um, but there, there is some tr trilogy stuff. You know, you see names that you know probably. Oh, that's his great, 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 great grandfather or the same house. Um, the only thing I don't like too, and this is something. I, you know what? I'm giving I'm giving Insta when my social media person watches the show, even though the audio may suck balls. I, what is this like? Uh, this is fictional, right? There's, it does it's not based on true history. Um, but in the in this uh, House of Dragon, there's all this like young girls kind of about to sleep with the, the kings. It's like, all right, I can see if one plot point requires a young girl. Because she has to get the throne. Maybe she's a little younger, but like the one girl's 12. I find that creepy. Um, and then there's another girl in it, and she's only like 13. Like, it's like, what are you doing? Like, nobody, I don't think the American public doesn't want to see that. Like, you know, even if it's a plot point in terms of saving the house, um, do it in a different way. Nobody wants to see a, a king of, a, on Game of Thrones or House of Dragons. Like, about to uh, marry a 12 year old it, uh, who I don't know if it'll happen. It's only uh, who wants to see that. It's, it's, it's creepy in a shitty way. Um, that's probably, you know, I, I, that's how they probably started pickleball, back in House of Dragons. but it's just, it's just creepy. Nobody wants that plot line enough. It's awful. Uh, get off of that. Nobody cares. Show me some like good, good, good looking men and women meet each other, you know, in the garden there and makes, you know, a show me a war, nice, a good, yeah, let me get good a good war battle where a guy gets like his arm chopped off and he still gets laid. That's what I want to see. You know what I mean? I don't understand. I don't I'm there for the battle. Older. I'm not there for the, yeah. and, and they know, have one good, they're setting the up politics. a really good villain. They're setting up a good villain who looks like a badass. That's cool. I don't mind which you can, you can kill men and do bad things, but I don't want to see kids getting killed. Who wants that? Or even being married, it's awful. Um, I, I, mean, I got to talk to my brother about that. He's going to totally agree with me. Um, it just makes me sick. Anyway, we also have, I have a new sponsor, um, of course. Uh, so now I have three sponsors of my show, Casey The Pine Tar Bar and Grill, that's right. Pine Tar Bar and Grill, 121 South Main Street, Forkin River, New Jersey. 609-489-4286. Give them a call. Find out what they got going on. Listen, this place is awesome. It's run by my buddy Tommy Plinio. Um, it's a big place. It used to be, uh, I forget what restaurant it used to be. It was a restaurant that got, a chain restaurant got taken over. It's big. It's bright. It's clean. They got an outdoor thing that's huge. Um, he's a big football fan. He's a big Steeler fan. So it's a Steeler bar, but it's also a big giant and jet bar. A lot of people down there. So it's a pretty much like a Steeler giant and jet bar, really. Um, but it's also, he's he's got like a thousand televisions. Every game's on. 
for college football as well. He's got a big Penn State contingent there, which, of course, I hate, but that's okay. It's also got a big Rutgers fan base, so he's really pumped up. He's going to have the Penn State game on this Thursday, um, and uh, they, they play Purdue. That's going to be a cool game. Uh, it's a, a really cool place. They got karaoke. They got beer pong outside. Um, they have It's indoor and outdoor. They have darts. The dartboard is really cool. Uh, the guy who gets involved in that is a bartender at Leggett's. Um, and it's a cool place. Go check it out. Pinetarbargrill.com. And um, he's got bands there coming up. Uh, I think uh, Screaming Broccoli is going to be there. Some of the bands you've seen on the Jersey Shore. Uh, this is a cool bar. Go check it out. They're a new sponsor, totaling three now. So between my Patreon and my sponsors, uh, I can order the uh, value meal at McDonald's. Um, but I want to do, to kind of close out the show here, uh, a little Rutgers preview, because this show is the last one before the season starts. And just because I screwed up the weight thing doesn't mean um, that I'm not into Rutgers football. Now, People have been asking me, Jimmy, you follow Rutgers football. How good are they going to be? I think Rutgers is going to win. If they beat BC this week, I think they're going to go five and seven. I do. If they lose to BC and they're underdogs by seven, I think that point spreads high, by the way. Um, then I think they're going to go four and eight. But here's the critical thing about Rutgers football this year. I think this is, I'm going to call it the year of the better. Outside of punter, and we do have the best punter in America, better than a guy raping people on the Bills. We have the best punter in America. Outside of him, every position, I think we're going to be better. Unfortunately, we play in the Big Ten East, uh, not that one that's northwestern Indiana on the other side. Or so they'll be using them a lot, is what you're telling me. Yeah, and if you're a punter or Rutgers, you get used a lot, for sure. I think Rutgers, though, is going to be better in many ways. I think you're going to see quarterback Gavin Wimsett. Um, I think he's uh, they're going to split time there in the beginning. He's going to play a lot. I watched him play in the scrimmage. I think he's going to play. I think by the end of the year he'll be the he'll be the uh, he'll play more. Um, they also have a new defensive coordinator, and I think he's from Minnesota. Minnesota had one of the best defenses in the Big Ten. Um, I think their O line. Listen, college football transfers in the portal. Our offensive line was one of the worst in the country last year, but there's five new starters. They're all from different programs. And I think, uh, I think we're going to be better on the line. I think, uh, I think, uh, even though my buddy Vinny doesn't think so, I think we're going to be better at wide receiver because I think there's a lot of guys who didn't play last year who sat out. I just don't know if it's going to be this guy, Taj Harris is going to dominate. I think we're going to be our wide receiver stunk last year anyway. Um, so we, we, it's a lot of improvement. And I think, uh, I think I, I would say maybe wide receiver is not going to be a great improvement, but I think you're going to see some movement there because our offensive line is going to be better. And Chris, you know, what happens when your line's better? Quarterback's better. better. Everyone's, Everyone's better. better. So I think our line's going to be better, which is going to make our quarterback play better, which is going to make our wide receivers better. Um, I think our, our secondary is going to be a strong point. A lot of guys have a lot of starts back there floating around. Um, again, we got to play Ohio State, Penn State. It's tough, where, you know, where Rutgers plays. Um, I think our defensive line is going to be better because there's a lot of guys. There's like six or seven guys that are going to be rotating in. They all have experience. I think it, they're going to be good. Our linebackers are a problem. They're young. A couple guys got hurt. A couple guys couldn't be brought back. 
that Drew Singleton, he decided to leave Rutgers to get ready for the NFL draft. And then he hired an agent and then he, uh, they turned around and decided to play the game last minute. He returned the money back to the agent, decided he wanted to stick around for another year, gets hurt in the bowl game. You know, all these colleges want the kids to play during the bowl game. And then a kid got hurt and he tried to say, Hey, I want to come back. He returned all the money. It hurt his draft status, blah, blah, blah. NCAA did not rule in Rutgers' favor, which everybody knows they would never do that. Anyway, uh, I'm sure if it was Alabama, they would have gave the kid five years to come back and play. Um, I also think, listen, so our linebackers are going to be, uh, we're going to have a problem there. Um, uh, thank God, I think defensive line and secondary is more important uh, than linebackers anyway. So to me, if you're going to be shitty, you might as well be linebacker. But hopefully some of these young recruits play. There's going to be some problems there for sure. But I think we're going to be better. I don't. I don't think the linebackers record last year. So listen, we we gave up twenty six point five games. I think we're going to be better than that. So again, I keep on saying we're going to be better, but I don't think this is wins and losses. And here's why. Here are the winnable games for Rutgers. Ready? Um, Wagner, Temple, Nebraska, Indiana, Maryland, and Minnesota. Those are winnable games. In the last three or four years, we played these teams. We've been in the games and haven't been blowouts, blah, blah, blah. So that's six winnable games. So let's say we go four and two. Okay. I would be actually a little, say we go four and two, be good. Then here comes the unwinnable games, Ohio state, Michigan state, Michigan, and Penn state. And they're going to lose those games. So you're four and four. Now you got two games to go. And uh, no, you're not four and four. You're uh, four and six, four and six. You got two games to go. Iowa at home and, and Boston College. And I really think if you win, people that think Rutgers is only going to win four games, really is they're pretty much saying they're going to lose to Boston College. I believe if they beat Boston College, they're going to go five and seven. If they lose to Boston College, then everything's up in the air. Um, but I will tell you this, no doubt, you heard it here first, we will be better on every single level from everything's going to be better about Rutgers football. Everything. I think attendance is going to be up. Their the football team's going to be up. They're going to be, they're going to score more points per game. They're going to give up less points per game. All the play is going to be better. I just don't know if this year it's going to equate to wins. So uh, if you're a gambler, look at the point spreads, maybe early on Rutgers may be getting some more points, but they're just going to be better. I don't know if it's going to equate to a six and six or anything like that, or a seven and five. I just, I, I don't see it that way. I think it's going to be in that four or five really contingent on the Boston college game, but I would like to see this instead of worrying about the Boston college game. How about after Halloween playing good football? How about that? So after Halloween, you know, maybe the season might be over, but then we play good football, lose to Ohio state, like be great. Oh, we played Ohio state. We lost 28 to seven. Where it was 14 to uh, three in the half. seven first quarter. Right. You know, don't get blown out 65 nothing, 80 nothing, which I don't think is going to happen. That's one thing I think Rutgers is not going to get. When I say blown out, I mean the Rutgers blowout. So there's there's blowout and then there's Rutgers blowout. Rutgers blowout is 87 nothing, 35 nothing at the first quarter, that kind of thing. I think we're not going to have any of those. Um, if we do, we might have one. Um, and uh, I think we're going to be better, but I just don't see us winning more than five. Uh, but I will tell you this, and you heard it here last. I think in 2023, 
Yeah. 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 Rutgers is going to be a pain in the ass to play. I'm convinced of that. The recruiting has been better. The kids are starting to play. They're going to be a real pain in the ass to win. Um, I don't know what the record's going to be. I have to look who they play. Uh, I think Rutgers is, I think the, uh, I think Rutgers in 2023 is going to go eight and four. Heard it here first. But you remember, what you got to do is lose to the big boys and beat everybody else. I think they're going to be better. They recruit better. It's going to be good. So that's it. That's my, um, the year of the better. Um, and 2023 is going to be the year of Haitiano. You're getting $40 million a year. Let's go, bro. Otherwise, you know, take it easy. So that's it. Um, what else do I have here? I got a bunch of stand-up gigs. I got, uh, I booked a lot of stand-up gigs, which is exciting. I still don't know why I'm doing so well doing stand-up. Maybe because I'm funny. I'm getting funnier. I don't know. Uh, I always feel like I suck. But I, um, September 10th, I got a gig up in, uh, I think it's Highland, New York. Um, Saturday night, September 10th, I'm hosting a gig. Um, Southern Cross Band Reunion at the Osprey at 4 p.m. at the Osprey. Please go check out these guys. They're awesome. I'll be hosting that a little bit. I got a show on uh, September 17th in Ramsey for the Ramsey Girls softball team. Doing that for the fifth year in a row. I'm out of material. I have no idea what I'm going to say. I have a gig on September 23rd at Silvio's in Warwick, New Jersey. I'll be posting a bunch of stuff about that. Go check it out. That should be fun. Um, and that one is on, uh, that's a Friday night, September 23rd. I got a gig in Scotts Plains outdoors in the park. I can't curse during that show. So maybe Chris, if you're not doing anything, go check out the show in Scotts Plains. You might be working. I'm sure. Um, some of us have to work. The, uh, we got, uh, a show on October 28th for the Unico Italian American Society at Portobello's in Oakland. That should be fun. I'm going to be in Ohio on November 1st, hosting a gig for the uh, for uh, a college baseball team, which will be cool. The guy who does that show, uh, do you remember that guy? His baseball team is hosting a thing. And then another big one, my first headlining gig at a regular comedy club, at a regular comedy club. Looks like it's going to be November 11th and 12th at Scotty's at Comedy Cove in Springfield, New Jersey. So that's it. A little bit of a short Loading show. Lineup. Loading uh, lineup. I've, I've been booking gigs. I'm happy about it. Um, I'm, I don't know. For some reason, I've gotten better doing stand-up. I don't know why. Um, I just said maybe. I don't know. Repetition I'm, I'm, and a willingness, a willingness to put yourself out there. Don't Stop, don't know stop taking is. away all the credit and give yourself some. I don't know. Yet, uh, comedy subjective. Some people may think I suck. I don't know. Um, but um, that's it. Now, I got to ask you. You're down in Belmar. Did you go over to DJ's for a cocktail? Come on, bro. I'm I'm I retired from DJs. That's not my vibe anymore. Have you been have you been to I'm just getting a chat here from my buddy Vinny's gonna be at Scotty's, which is great. He's very supportive of my program. Um and I didn't really bash the Mets at all, though I do say Shay. Um uh of course I talked good about Lindor last week, and what does he do? He goes like 0 for 17 since I I'm better off. I talked about Stanton, he's like 0 for 30. I talk about Lindor, he goes over 17. Um but at least he's batting 270. If Lindor was on the Yankees, he, it would be like judging him for MVP of the, of the, of the year. Um, but um, at least he's hitting. Uh, but he'll be at Scotty's. It's a really cool comedy club. Always go check out shows at the Comedy Cove. But you're down in Belmar. Now, have you been to Leggett's? No, no. I went to Wildwood and did a we did a sports card show on Sunday, me and my buddy Joe. And like, 
Belmar is a little, I guess, a little less than a halfway point. So it was nice enough to travel three hours, and we just stopped back here, and I stayed. Are you night. are you staying at a hotel? Are you staying at a no, 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 no. Um, Ashley's Ashley's sister has a shore house, but she goes she goes to Delaware, and she went back to school. So the last two weeks is like kind of free reign for Ash to have okay. a, a go at it. So I cut you out know. a couple of days for myself to. You know, go go check out the card show in Wildwood, and then really what I've done is I get you're gonna dragged. Go, you're to gonna beach. go to bar. You're gonna go to bar A. You're gonna do nothing. No, no, no. Club? I'm 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 headed out of here as soon as we're done recording. I'm gonna pack up my stuff and then you know back oh, to the going home. Back to the back grind. To the grind. Yeah, you'll be on the Chop Sports Daily Show tomorrow, which is cool. Yeah, tomorrow we're doing um, a little college football preview for people that don't know college football but want to start. Okay, Basically, because I you, I've been saying for years the tri-state area is has. The most uneducated nobody yeah. cares about college football in the and, and with me it's like i know college football to the point where like i could watch it and i know football but i don't know college football where i feel comfortable talking college football as if i'm a analyst so we're having on um bit. we're having the the sauce on he's going to come on and do a he's going to preview all the conferences the power five and then the the Mac I'd love to know. A- love, he, he's probably got he's probably got Rutgers at four, four, four and eight. I'm sure. Although one oh, of the yeah. local guys had him at three and nine, which you know that's totally possible. It really is. I don't see it that way though. I think we're going to be better. But yeah. yeah, this area just doesn't know. I I've been telling you, people don't believe me, but the reason why Rutgers is in the Big Ten is that when they're on the we're on the when they're on the Big Ten network, and they say they're playing Maryland or say uh, uh, Iowa. Or Indiana, perfect school, like Rutgers, Indiana. The the ratings in the New York market, because the Rutgers are very high, and New York's the number one market. So even though the world doesn't care about Rutgers, Indiana, the ratings for the Big Ten Network are higher, even though once you cross the Delaware, no one's listening. So you yeah. really got it when you really find out about the business end of the Big Ten. And that's why, you know, the Big Ten getting UC, USC and UCLA, you bring it to the LA market. So now you got LA, New York. Um, uh, and and uh, and um, Washington, the other markets. I mean, uh, you know, uh, Iowa, Nebraska, Indiana. They're story programs, but they're not bringing in the ratings. It, it, the other schools are uh, obviously Ohio State is at a, a, in a decent market, but even uh, there's such a high national program. So, um, but it's interesting. That's how the business goes. It goes by eyeballs and TV sets, and there's a lot of them in the tri-state area. That's why if Rutgers just goes. If they go like six and six for the next ten years, there'll be a there'll be a there'll be a huge rating bonanza completely. Um, but unfortunately, that's not been the case. So that's good. You're down there. I'm glad you got away for a little bit, enjoying some time with your girl. And um, you know what? I'm going to end the show here. Um, we got Memorial Day weekend. Got the Rutgers game coming. Uh, well, I guess we're going to do the show on Tuesday. I don't yeah, even I was know what the say. show looks like. It probably looks like shit. May sound I think it like looks shit. pretty good. I think it, I think we made it through the other side. Yeah. Right. I think we did I it. I apologize for yelling at my sister on the phone. Uh, but listen, this is what you get with the Jimmy Palumbo show. You get all kinds of wacky shit. You don't know what's going to happen. But I'm learning more about social media. Uh, I've had some big auditions this week. Maybe I'll book something. And maybe um, I'm going to be getting involved here from the Omni uh, and hopefully I can grow this show uh, and market it properly to be where it needs to be. I did speak with Artie Lang this week, which was cool. Uh, he sounded really good. I was really happy about that. Um, I'm trying to think of other things. I spoke with uh, Frank Sebastiano, the director of Beer League. I spoke with 
Anthony Mastromaro, the producer. We will be doing some social media stuff with Beer League. Please look for that. I've been posting about Johnny Trinnell having trouble putting his spikes on. I don't know if you saw that video. Um, so we're going to be doing some stuff. The fall is going to be big for me. I'm going to try to really up my game. I've always been a change the season guy. I'm one of those guys like, you know, after the summer, I, like, I hate the summer now. Come into Labor Day, after Labor Day, you know, that we get into football and the weather changes. I love that. And I'm the same way after Christmas, New Year, New Beginning. I'm the same way in spring. That's why I love the – you get like three times a year in New Jersey. You can kind of say, all right, the weather's changed. Let's get it going. You know, that kind of thing. So you're going to see some big changes here. Um, and let me know what you think. And uh, Patreon.com. I could use some help there. Also, get some jerseys. I got some Jimmy Palumbo show, getting involved shirts. And uh, I want to thank Chris for being my host. And I want to thank Chop Sports and the Chop Sports Daily Show and Dave over there holding the fort. And uh, I will see you guys next week with, oh, oh I forgot to say something. We're going to do something on Tuesday. I didn't tell you this, Chris. So this is coming from the heart here. And I mean it. I'm finally going to have a special guest, which I find is funny. I've been I, That's my joke at the end of the show with a very special guest. But this time we are. I'm going to be interviewing a friend of mine. Um, and uh, uh, I met her through a friend. And she's coming off of cancer. Uh, she's young. And uh, she's not that old anyway. Uh, she hate me for that. And she's gone through this whole cancer journey and just BSing with her. And she said, oh, let me come on your podcast. I can tell you about my journey. And I was like, you know what? Like. I want, I want to have somebody on. I've always said I wanted a garden variety show where who the hell knows what I'm going to talk about. I've been talking a lot about sports and uh, and stand up and stuff, but I want to. Uh, she's gone through an incredible journey, and I'm going to hear, you're going to hear next week the nuts and bolts of what it's like to get cancer and chemo and uh, um, radiation and losing your hair. And what how it affects your family and life? Uh, I, I think it's I think it's a cool thing. Um, we've all been affected by people uh, with cancer. I don't know, Chris, and your family if you have, but um, and I, you're going to be in on the interview as well. Um, it's just going to be one of those. Uh, not going to be a downer though. By the way, she's not a downer. She's up about life. Interesting to chat with, and um, we're going to give it a shot. So I hope uh, hopefully you'll be able to do the show with me next week, and we'll have. Uh, We'll do a little bit of a different Jimmy Palumbo show. Of course, I'll be talking about the Rutgers game and a lot of other stuff, but um, we're going to see how it goes, uh, see if it makes any sense. Looking forward to it. Yeah, it'll be different. All right, brother. That's it. Right, Good night, everybody. And we'll see you next week with a very special guest.